Hello and welcome to Edge Jet Untitled, episode 34. I'm Rob. And I'm Chris. And I feel like we're smashing more podcasts out since this virus stuff's happened. Have you noticed? We have been doing a lot of smashing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if you haven't listened to our last episode, that was the Harry Potter one, uh, which uh, we're trying to finish off the series. We're slowly getting there. Bit by bit, we're managing. Yeah, we're still, yeah. When we finish it, we finally got the challenge to do. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, I'm going to um, be so ill. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that later <laughs> <on>. later date. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you've noticed by the title, we watched Hook. So, do you remember when we went to the? Uh, I can't remember. We went to a shop and we bought like about six or seven DVDs, and we were just like, uh, we'll just get them for extra pods, yeah. just just to fill <laughs> gaps in. Well, this was one of those. Um, I'm annoyed. You I'm annoyed because I had the DVD, but we ended up watching it on Netflix. <laughs> Well, I, we, you, you did give me a couple of suggestions. I did pick one, but then you said, oh, we'll just do Hook. Well, yeah, because originally we were going to do Jumanji. Or, uh, or um, Wizard of Oz. Or Wizard of Oz. That was the one I said, oh, I'll do that. And then you yeah. went, no, we'll do Hook. The only reason being, <laughs> so this this is why. So when we spoke about, it was in the Labyrinth uh, podcast, right? We spoke about the um, the Wizard of Oz 2 and how different, how it reminds us of Labyrinth. Yeah. In ways. The darker aspects. Yeah. So I was like, we need to watch Wizard of Oz, but because it's a... Duo. A duo. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to watch one without you and then watch the next one with you kind of thing. I understand that. Same as with Jumanji. I didn't want to start a new like fifth um, series series of sort of thing or franchise and then not start it with you and then fi- kind of finish it. Like, yeah. That's why I said with Hook, it's a standalone film, I believe, right? It is, as far as I know, but they will get to it right further on. But there is a chart. There is a, a way they could have extended it and, you know, carried on the film uh-huh. to another time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why we picked it again. We uh, it it's so weird. So since the lockdowns happened, obviously we've not been able to um, meet us frequently. Yeah, and do stuff like that. So we we're having to watch the films separately, and then record separately um, in order to stick with like yeah. rules and stuff. So again, we've um, we're trying to do as much as we can for the podcast in the meantime. Because I said like, we'd, I'd rather get stuff out while we can than not. And then pre-record stuff. I'm not saying that we've pre-recorded anything for Christmas because no. we definitely haven't. Wow, um, no <laughs> way, not yet. <laughs> um, Comes January first, we've got next three years worth of Christmas. Yeah, ones exactly. Done. Yeah. Um, so we've only got like a, one extra, I believe. The one, uh, the one must not be named. Yes. The, yeah. Um, that's the only spare one we have. But I said it'd be great to have maybe a few spare that we can just throw out if we don't have time to get a podcast done when we. With things going back to normal, but we can't always see what's going to come ahead. What's going to come ahead of us? Yeah. So having one spare is always a wise idea. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah. So because of that, um, we're going to probably pre-record one or two. Yeah. And then I reckon if anything, we were to pre-record the Harry Potter ones because then we can kind of throw them out and finish that series. Yeah, I'm over and done with. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I do. I do enjoy the films, as you know from the last pod. But I just. <laughs> It's a series that we've, we've dragged it along. Yeah, we're, we're beating this dead horse far too much. Yeah, and it's not even like it was like planned that way. We did plan to have it finished by the, the start one day, year, but things happened and we just couldn't. No, there's no way we could have finished it. No. Um. Anyway, moving uh, swiftly forward. Did I say forward? Oh, either way, moving on. <laughs> I can't. Moving what swiftly I just forward. Said. Yeah, that that'll do. Um. <laughs> yeah. So we watched Hook. Now, before we get into the, the discussion, discussion. Uh, there's a few things that we've got to mention. So if you would love to get our tasty merchandise, not that it's food. Yeah, I recommend you don't eat it. I don't know why you came up with tasty for. I don't know. I, I thought of a cup that we've got new cups. and 
Do you eat your cups? Well, I did in Willy Wonka. Those were edible. I think that was a ceramic. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's not, right, everyone out there, please do not eat ceramic cups. It's yeah. not good for you. It, well, I mean, you can try, but I wouldn't recommend it. What is it? We're going to get sued. Um, but yeah, so if you would like new... Uh, so we have new cups. They're now out. Um, so click the link in the link description. Um, if you want mer- like other merch like t-shirts or pillows, um, then obviously click the link below. I'll just I'll put in... So basically, we're now connected to two different merchandise stores because we've got another deal coming. Um, so we'll tell you about that in future when that's definitely set. But we definitely have two two different merchandise websites now. So you click on either of those and uh, we'll link you. Um, and there will be a place where you can literally just click on a picture and get transferred to that specific item in future, which we are currently working on. That'd be cool. Um, so you to hunt around you. If you know exactly what you want, you can go straight to it. Exactly. Um, and there'll be a tons of stuff that we'll be doing on there. Um, I'm assuming you may have got a hint from what we're building. However, if you haven't, <laughs> then we'll leave that there. Um, if you are thirsty, which uh, I am, but I didn't have one today. Um, Chris, do you fancy Rogue Energy? Well, as a friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's a drink I enjoy. Yeah, it's a, if you want to... It's great if it's for gaming or for the gym. Yeah, yeah, we use it like everyday use. Yeah, more or less, much. yeah. <laughs> I probably drink it probably a little more than I probably should. That uh, explains the energy on the podcast. Uh, um, but if you do like Rogue Energy or you want to try it out, it's basically a powdery energy drink that powdery that you mix with water and it makes you an into an energy drink. Um, it's full of nutrients and all the stuff. Did you just say it makes you into an energy drink? <laughs> and it makes it into an energy <laughs> drink. I'm sorry. So uh, kind of a mutagenic process. <laughs> got three, boom, there's a can sitting there. Yeah, you're just sitting as a can. <laughs> You're sitting still. I love dad jokes. They're so stupid. That's why I keep saying yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, if you're a fan of um, energy drinks and you would like to try something new, then click on Rogue Energy. It's in the link in our description. If you use the code AYU10, you get 10% off. And of how many times can you use that? Unlimited. Exactly. Um, that'd be a good on a t-shirt. Unlimited. We'll think about it. We'll think about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you can use that as many times as you want. As Chris rightly said, it's unlimited. Um, and then just remember, to if you tag us in when you've got them and stuff like that, then we'll obviously share it. And the more I'll, I'll do, I'll give you a peek behind that, that curtain again. The more you buy and tag us in, the more Rogue Energy will allow us to give you 15% off. So if you want more off, you know, let us know and tag us and we can do it that way. So well, we'll take off as much as you can. Yeah, I will. Um, <laughs> uh, and then finally, um, a lovely company called Nerd Club, who have just started their website, have kindly promoted us. Now, if you are a fan of all things nerdy, from Red Wolf uh, to other pop culture things, and you like Frankenstein earrings or Dracula teeth earrings, anything like that on necklaces, then the only place you can buy that is nerdclub.co.uk. Now, they've kindly promoted us, so obviously we're going to return the favour and kindly promote them. Um, we've had a, a nice conversation with them about where we want to go, podcast and where they want to go, and uh, I'm glad that we kind of joined forces to um, promote each other. United um, as one. It, we are, and uh, yeah, I'm very, very happy that we're connected with them um, and the way it come, have come about. Uh, fellow dwarfers, <laughs> so, um, which is always a plus. Yep. Um, yeah, so if you want to list your own, if you make your own stuff and you want to list it onto them, 
then go to www.nerdclub.co.uk, drop them a message um, through their contact info, and they'll um, they will kindly. Yes, yes, they will kindly get back to you as soon as they can with more information, and hopefully we will see your listenings on there as well. Is that plugs done? Yes, yes, I it is. So, all right, so hook. Um, all right, so this this has become like a regular thing. So <laughs> Chris will tell me that he's taken tons of so right. So normally when we watch a film together, yeah. <laughs> normally when we watch a film together, in the notes. Well, we kind of take a mental note and then we'll go off. Oh, some or we'll go to each other. Remember that bit, and and we tell each other to take a note yeah. instead of taking it ourselves. I don't know why we do that, but it just it works. Um, I took four notes, and Chris took seven pages, six, <laughs> six pages six, worth of notes. Six pages of notes. <laughs> so just like with the pre with previous pods I've done, we'll use about a, a tenth of them. If that, yeah. yeah. And and then the rest is just spare ink. Um, so Chris took plethora of notes. I took four. I like that word. Um, and that that was about... I got too sucked into watching the film. Like, too much was going on. And I was like, Ugh. And then my like, the fiancé went, did you take notes? I was like, ah, oh, bald. <laughs> I, like, I took four. Four at the beginning. Oh, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, thinking, I put mine on silent. <laughs> I took four at the beginning. And then... um. That was it. Um, so what? <laughs> you know, well, as, it came out in 1991, didn't it? It did come out in 91, which is I was one. Well, well, it, it depends at what point in the 91 because just, just say it's 91 because I can't remember the exact. Well, no, because I was going to say because I was born at the end of 90, so I would have only coming up to one. I'm still going to say I'm six. Well, I was six then. Men- mentally, still six. No, I think I've just about reached the teenage years. Yeah, yeah. I do. You know I explained to someone the other day about a podcast, and uh, I said. We try. We try to keep it professional. <laughs> we try. I didn't try, say we yeah. succeed. Uh, so I said we try to keep it as PG as possible. I would say less PG, more twelve A. Like that's our pods. I would say our pods are more twelve A. I went. The reason I say twelve is because our mental wage is that combined. Oh well, I'm ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll take that. <laughs> um, You've got to stop leaving me openings. I've got thought of several things I could have said. Like you take that, and I just went in my mind. I've gone. Yeah, I bet you will. <laughs> See, you're trying to keep this 12, 12 a. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be one of those ones. Um, it's gone to 12A. It is. So, anyway, so we watched Hook that come out in 91, you said. It did, yeah. Um, did you feel like, because I remember watching this when I was old, like when I was older, kind of younger. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. As, an, as an older youngster. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I wanted about like nine or ten. Um, and I was like, oh, this was amazing. And then I watched it yesterday. And I was like, there were some effects that are so dated. Yeah, but it's '91. Yeah, right. That's like the dated now, but back then it was incredible, it was amazing. Um, but I watched it yesterday, and it made me feel like I was ten again. <laughs> I was, you mean like the the meaning of the magic behind it all? Yeah, I've got to say, when Peter first began to fly, I got goosebumps again. It was so good. It was like, yeah, I felt this happy. It was like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, but. But yeah, so we'll, we'll get we'll get yeah. to that. Um, so yeah, um, what was your first note? So I'm always interested in what was your first note. My first note is that Peter has been inattentive and father. Yeah, he um, unintentionally seems to favour his daughter over his son because mm-hmm. he misses. He goes to her, her show, but misses his baseball game. Yeah, but yeah. he's also on his phone most of the time during the show as well. Yeah, um, I've gone after. I've pretty much gone straight for the where he's scared of flying in planes. Oh, okay. So that most of it, I've got like, um, oh, 
yet when he's he thinks he's going to make it on time to the baseball game, I think how could you possibly think you're going to make it on time? You can't. He's walking up the hill bit. There's no, no sound. Bit, no sound. Yeah, no. Like, you would think that you'd hear some noise or something. Yeah, I think he's just deluding himself that he's going to make it on time. I think so. Do you know what it kind of reminded me of when I was watching that? I was like, you know, in um, Jingle All the Way, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And he doesn't get it to Jamie's karate class. Right, yeah, yeah. That you're reminding me of that. Like, it's always that failing father that just tries. He promises something like that. And fails miserably. And never bothers through with doing that. Yeah. You know. um, Sometimes it's better just not to promise anything than promise and fail all the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. So that was my first note was um, lost his marbles. You know, I've got written down, um, I've lost my marbles. And I guess you have. <laughs> I, I love that character. He's not in it very much, but he's such a good character. Do you know, do you know what I like about that? Um, obviously, we're gonna, as you know, we, could, we jump around for the ones that are listening. Um, so I tend to say, if someone's looking for something, I was like, what are you looking for? Your marbles. I say it all the time. I actually haven't said it in ages. Have you not? No. Um, I think I literally said it like a week ago. <laughs> if someone's a bit gone a bit off or they're like, they're acting a bit silly, I'll say, you're a knob duck. Okay. Um, I've never heard that. <laughs> no, I mean, I why, what does the duck have to do to be odd? I don't know, I've said to my nephews, he's done something. I've gone, you're a odd duck, but I love you. Um, I, we're me. gonna have to dive in to find out what makes an odd duck an odd duck. Oh, it's it's not the um, I'm a maniac, is it? <laughs> no, but that was cool. Was that a duck or a pigeon? That was a seagull, and I oh, showed okay. you in the park. <laughs> 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 uh, People have got no idea what we're no, talking, no, no. talking about. Um, you can carry on. I'm just yeah. trying to find out what's going um, duck. So yeah, so as I was saying, um, I tend to say like a lot of, to a lot of people um, when they're looking for something, or you know when they're on their floor and they're like, "Oh, drop something." I'm like, "Are oh, we looking for your marbles?" And I normally get the response of, if it's someone as sarcastic as me, they normally go, "Oh no, I lost them years ago." And I'm like, "Ah, right, okay." Go on. So I've typed in, how did the saying, and underneath he's come, how did the saying odd duck come from? So it is a real saying. Right. The origin of the odd, the origin of the odd duck is the fairy tale of the ugly duckling oh. by Hans Christian Andersen. Hang on, hang on. So every time you call someone an odd duck, are you actually calling them ugly? No, I'm just calling them an odd duck. Things it's... can mean more than one <laughs> thing. <laughs> okay, I'll let you off there. Um... But no, do you consider yourself beautiful? No, not really. <laughs> sorry, I sorry, sorry, I got like, What's that shiny thing? It's, it's my gym uh, padlock. Yeah, oh, I don't know. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, the um, what's his name? Tiddles? No, not Tiddles. <laughs> you know the, the lost marble marbles guy. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So I was saying like a lot of people like um, always say, "Have you lost your marbles?" Um, a lot. But yeah, but this time he actually lost his marbles. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a little bit later yeah. on. But yeah, he's walking around saying, I my marbles. It's just, it's the way he does it, it's so deadpan to people as well. Yeah. It's just, I, I can't help but smile when I see that. It's Do you, funny. I, I always wonder, how long has he been walking around going, I've lost my marbles for? I would imagine since he was a kid, because he left, when he left Neverland, Neverland, he left them behind. And I think he was taken care of by Wendy from then on. I'm assuming so. Um, I would say so. There was a lot of stuff that I liked when, so they get to Wendy's house. Yep. Yeah, Peter hasn't been there for 10 years. Yep. Um, she keeps off. She keeps asking him to come by and he never does. Yeah. But what confused me, I, I do have a few questions. So first one, Peter hasn't been for 10 years. Yep. But have the kids been there? Because she knows them like well. And obviously at that time you couldn't FaceTime a video call and stuff. So have they been? 
It's entirely possible Moira's bought them once. Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I thought, or at least a couple of times. Because the daughter, how old is she? <sighs> I don't know. She's not ten. No, she's more like eight, seven, eight. Yeah. So I'm sure Moira's bought her at least once. Because they say Peter hasn't been for ten years. They don't say the family no, has. Exactly. Been for 10 that's years. exactly what I thought. So I was like, all right. So Peter hasn't been, but I'm assuming the family, or even if they went like every couple of years, you know. Yeah. As we said, like. But yeah, that's that's what I thought. Um, and then when he finally goes, he seems to feel very uncomfortable. Well, frankly, I feel uncomfortable with that screaming woman in the house as well. Oh, she was so annoying. She like, kind of hooked to taking her and left her there. <laughs> it's just, I don't, she was never part of any of the, the Barry, Barry stories. Uh-huh, yeah. And she's just like this, odd, I'm not looking over there, I'm just thinking out loud, I'm just thinking in my head while I'm staring at something. Yeah, yeah, go on. Unnecessarily screaming. <laughs> she reminds me of um, Hyacinth Bouquet from our. Uh, from... You understand what I mean by that? <laughs> I thought you were saying, are you being served there? Yeah, I was about to. Was <laughs> oh, right. one. That's when um, she's sloping with her pussy. That's the wrong lady. Yeah. Um, Anyone who's ever watched that show would understand what I mean. It's actually a cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's. Keeping up appearances. Keeping up appearances. I know you said fairly odd parents, and it's definitely not that. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm... <laughs> but yeah, I understand what you mean. She's very like. Over the top and drama, it's like hello and yeah. and all that, and I'm like, really? <laughs> a little bit of Dame Edna Overage in you, then? Oh, thank you. Hello. <laughs> um, oh, I could have gone with. Oh no, I'm not. But oh, I was too late. <laughs> Damn it. Well, you, you are editing this, so uh, no, no, it's, it's, I've passed it now. It's just not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, Definition that, that funny. Was, that was a, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's not as witty as it was. It would have been, you know. <laughs> anyway. Um, I understand what you mean. She was just, over, she was very eccentric and not needed. But I think it, she was put there to make him feel uncomfortable as a character. I believe so, yeah. Because I think originally the, the last one, Marbles guy, wasn't there all the time because no. he because uh, he says shouldn't he be in a home? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's like, like Wendy brought him back, took him in. So I feel so sorry. This kid has lived. I don't, they don't seem to age in Neverland, do they? No. So maybe hundreds of years. Oh, good long time then brought to the real world and basically because he can't find his marbles he's telling people he's lost his marbles he's probably locked away somewhere yeah <laughs> how many times have you lost your marbles oh too many to count yeah you've only got one nice left big, I used to have a nice big pair of marbles yeah. as well <laughs> am I right in thinking that the rules for marbles are you throw the big one first and then the little ones is it the little ones got the the one who's closest to it or the little ones wins is that right I don't know. I've never looked up the official rules of marble. Oh, I'd have fun playing it. Oh, okay. Because I, I never knew the rules, and I was like, I'm sure that's how you play it. One second. No, here we go again. <laughs> You're going to talk about marbles for no reason. Sorry. <laughs> Just don't write how do you play with marbles because. <laughs> well, I've had to spell marbles or marble. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That'll be an odd um, Google search rules of marbles. <laughs> the goal of each shot is to. Oh. <laughs> that was not me punching him in the throat he just dropped his drink the goal of each shot is to hit one of the marbles in the centre and knock it out of the circle if the player knocks out a mar- in mar- sorry if the player knocks a marble out then they get to keep the marble for the rest of the game they also get to take another turn if no marble is knocked out of the circle then another player gets a turn do you need to have a circle? yeah you have a circle you put a marble in the middle a few marbles in the middle you take turns trying to knock one out I never knew that I I generally just thought it was like um you know like in um bowls when you knock I think it's similar to that yeah that's, that's what I thought anyway um bowls in a circle <laughs> just 
This is what this podcast has become. Like that. Oh, I'm intrigued now. Actually, I'm intrigued. Um, don't but, start. That's... Don't start another fan. We still got to learn how to play bloody um the card game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is what this podcast has become. Right, <laughs> we forgot the film and we're too busy worrying about other stuff. The rules of marbles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I do apologise, but it. But what if they've listened to all the other pods? They know this is coming. <laughs> I just don't understand how we get so sidetracked so well, we quickly. we went from, I lost my marbles, to you want to know about the rules, to me finding the rules. <laughs> to now wanting to play more. No, that's you. I don't, you're you telling me play... you don't want to try it? No, I prefer to keep my balls where they are, no. thank you. <laughs> Let's just get away from that wormhole as quick as we can. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lucy loses his marbles. Yes. But my next, my next note is uh, Maggie Smith equals Wendy. I, do you know what? I did love the fact that it was Maggie Smith. I didn't realise... They made her look so much older there. Do you know? Do you know? I said the same thing, but do you know what freaked me out even more? Is she looked so old that I was like, is she always looked like that? Like <laughs> that's in the Maggie, nicest Maggie way. Smith always looked old. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't think of a time when I remember her not looking like a like Professor McGonagall. Yeah, like that. The minute I looked at her, I was like, I know who it is, but the minute I see her face, I was like, oh, she really looks like McGonagall. Like, you know, I know it is the same person, but did you know she, what I mean? Did you hit a team that suddenly go old or something? Yeah, she's been like just, that for decades. <laughs> it was so scary to see it. I was like, wow, like, <laughs> how did they do that? Like, um, so I was so impressed with that. It, I was just, that was the first thought. I was like, huh? Like, is she that, what? And I was like, no way, she's old at this point. Like, even 91. Um, Squadge. What about it? That's what she says. Give me a squadge. Oh, when she gives him a... Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, I thought he was just <laughs> calling me. I was like, yes, dear. You're a squadge. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, Don't call me dear. Yeah, I, you know what I do like? She says it to him at the beginning and he gives her a really uncomfortable hug. And at the end, he says yeah. it to her. It's so good. I love that. It, just... it, yeah, it returns back kind of thing. Um, yeah, the way it full circles. Yeah. He pops upstairs and he has a look around like, the bedroom. And, uh, yeah. And that freaks him out as well. Because uh, I've just got a note there. I've got notes on everything. That's <laughs> Sorry. Like, vague memories. The sound of a harbour and like the sound of like seagulls, like a beach or a pier or something, that kind of sound was appearing in his mind. Do you think at that point, though, it was more, not that he was reliving something, but he not had a vague memory because he doesn't remember till he's in Neverland, but... Subconscious memory. Uh, yeah. Of of sorts, or it was more of a fear of that. I don't know. Peter Peter Pan himself was never afraid of Neverland, but remembering a time like that could cause an adult Peter to think that, that's what I mean. Yeah, it. like he, like he had the fear of flying. He wasn't happy to hear those things in his mind, was he? No, he was shocked. He was like not shocked, but like uncomfortable. They, yeah, they, they kind of it was one of them things that you walk in the room and get like a shiver down your spine. I've had that before. I've you walk in the room and like I'll say this right. This is once several years back, many years back now. I took my mum to church. Mm-hmm. I got her in. We sat, sat down the pew and something felt wrong. I felt incredibly uncomfortable. Like there was something hovering around me as I was in the building site. And she spent the entire church service down the park. Oh wow! I got back and a couple. Of, I didn't go to church in a couple of weeks. Went back and everything felt fine. But I've never forgotten how I felt. In yeah. That, in that, oh, you know, when you feel that uncomfortable, there's something wrong in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that is, that is odd. Um, but yeah, so Peter had that kind of feeling that there was something that wasn't right. Yeah. Um, there was a few things that I picked up on my notes. I mean, I might as well just <laughs> roll them out because there's only four. <laughs> I already said one. Um, 
So Granny Wendy notices something different about Peter. Become a pirate. Um, yeah, like that. That was important. Um, and the other thing was, it was she says, I can't remember what the line is, but she says something to do with by hook or by crook. I can't remember what she says. Something happens and she goes, yes, by hook or by crook. Something, something. It was like, he, I, I told you I would get him here or something. It was something along them lines. Oh, right. I think she said it to Moira, didn't she? Yeah, by hook or by crook or something like that. And I was like, they they used hook. terminology of who hook was and stuff yeah. in, in a way of hook or by crook. So it's like, hook the, crook. yeah, like the worst situation and she's still able to do it. But did you notice um, the, the latch on the it window? It was a hook. Yeah, it was yeah. a hook itself, which is very strange. Um, yeah. I know, to most people it would be. It's not a normal hook, a, a normal latch. But to Wendy, it's a reminder of everything that happened so, years back. Yeah, so I, I mean, so we find out it throughout the throughout the film that obviously Wendy used to go to Neverland and yep. stuff. Um, it seems like Peter would only come come there once a year. I don't know if it was once a year because he went from being there once to the next time he went there. And she was a bit older. She was a lot older at the very end. Yeah, of yeah. And then next, because he jumps, doesn't he? Because he, he goes in. This is later on in the film, but when he finally flies in the last time that he flies in, um, before he meets Moira, he touches Wendy on the shoulder. When she turns around, she's an old lady, and he flinches. And I don't think he realised that she was that old. No. But then I have a theory of... You notice very quickly how your mind can get lost in Neverland. Well, yeah, especially with some of the characters. They, They forget the outside world. And I think, so we're saying like every, even if he didn't come once a year and he came like every three, four years, right? Yeah. To Peter, that, that could have only been a couple of days ago because yeah. they play so much and they get lost so quickly. Well, they are the lost boys. Well, yeah. Um, no either. girls. Very strange. Um, yeah, that is other than Tinkerbell. Not exactly human, but okay. Um, well, yeah. Um, what did you think of Tinkerbell? See, I read some of the books when I was younger as well, and they say when Tinkerbell was good, she was good. When she was bad, she was very bad because she was right. so small. She was only small. she was only big enough to have one emotion at a time. Mm. Okay, so I I've never really read Peter Pan. Okay, that, that, that was, a, I, was I know the story. Yeah, every child knows yeah. the story, but they've never, a lot of them haven't actually read it. But I, again, it comes back to that when I when someone says Peter Pan, everyone's like, oh Disney and and all this and and all that and. J.M. Barry, isn't it? He's the one who did it. Uh, yeah, and I've, I'm like, this could have been... This is such a good story that I feel like when Disney got hold of it, they kind of made it them, theirs, rather than... Well, a lot of the old towers and cuts, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. If you read the originals, they're a lot darker than you know, the Disney yeah. ones that have been created. You show how much Disney changed stuff. Yeah. Um, is this a Disney film? I'm not sure. I, I can't... I think you should be able to check this one. My phone's yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. So, is Hook a Disney film? The answer is kind of. <laughs> the answer is kind of. Uh, the film... Da, 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 da. Spielberg began developing the film in the 1980s with Walt Disney and Paramount Pictures, which would have been the followed... Which would have followed the story seen in the 1953 animated movie and the 1924 movie, Peter Pan. Uh, Peter Pan ended production in 1985, but Spielberg abandoned the project... Uh, James V. Hart developed the script with director Nick Castle and TriStar Pictures before Spielberg decided to direct in, in 1989. So I guess 
it has a link it's, to it's it. It's an association. Okay. Yeah, that you said there is a link there. Um, so yeah, but as you said, like it's it's Disney esque. Like yeah. I would say, like if you think of if you were to watch this film, you'd be like, it's kind of got Disney written over it. Yeah, like in the style and stuff. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like it is very different. Um, so yeah, Wendy does grow up. Peter Pan obviously doesn't. Um, I don't think he realizes how quick Pete Wendy does grow. No, no, like you said, you, you get lost in Neverland. Yeah. Neverland. Um, and it's it's crazy how quick you do. I mean, that's so. Bef- I'll explain as we get in um, more about what I mean about losing your head, like your mind, kind yeah. of thing, and being lost in Neverland. Um, so the kids get stolen. Well, yeah. When Peter, Moira, and Wendy are at a banquet dinner in Wendy's honor. Yep. And as the as the, as the, at the same time the kids are being stolen, kidnapped, there's a storm raging outside, and Wendy, I think Wendy can feel in her chest that something's yeah. happened because she knocks the glass over. Looks very pale, even for her at this stage. Mm-hmm. So I think there was. I think she's somehow still connecting the way to Neverland. She yeah. could feel when something of that influence was around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I've got to say, you know, sorry, I'm, I might jump ahead a little bit here. When they get home and they um, they see the note on the door, mm-hmm. that's a waste of a sword. Get some blue tack, get a pin. Don't you get a sword through the door? <laughs> I think that's just a pirate thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a really nice sword. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. I feel like that would have... So I have an issue, not with the sword, but with that situation. So Peter, when he goes to Neverland, yeah, um, which I love how he gets there. It makes me <laughs> laugh. Um, but that should have been the sword used to battle Hook at the end. Okay. Not his own sword. They were trying to bring Peter back. And not like Peter as an adult. He's like, Peter being peace, they wanted to do it. Peter Pan himself. So the sword is iconic for him. Yeah, I get that. But the fact that it was a note of his kids from his, like, it's like a redemption of this was you, you used to leave a note. Now I'm leaving this message for you. Yeah. Like, okay. that was how I would have read. Like, like poetic. That's more of an adult version of Peter Pan. Uh, yeah. With, you, you do not realize how much death is in this film. And I know. Um, like, I was like, Whoa. As, a, as a kid, you're thinking, oh, he's just poked them, they've fallen down. But now you're thinking, he just slashed that guy across the chest with a sword. Yeah. That's not good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Peter finally goes. Um, it gets to Neverland because of Tinkerbell. Well, yeah, she, uh, she basically he's forgotten everything, hasn't he? Yeah. So he calls her a firefly. A firefly from hell. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to hear with the paper. She grabs the paper and hits him with it. <laughs> that she must be pretty strong for a size. Yeah. Uh, it's one of them things. Like, I, I do like Tinkerbell. She, uh, Tinkerbell. She's so Tinkler. Tinkler. <laughs> <laughs> think about it she's quite funny in like the way she is portrayed like she's more cheeky in this one yeah um do you think julia julia roberts isn't it? yeah yeah when i read it the first <laughs> i was talking to the fiance and i knew it was julia but for some reason i went to andrews and i was like it's not her <laughs> it's definitely not her I, um when I, you know it shows you who's in it yeah I thinking, oh, this is julia roberts. I'm, thinking, Shit. I'm going from my mind in the character okay. like who is that who is that yeah oh right the fairy yeah pixie whatever did you I, I love how they portrayed her though like they done they done so well with her being small and reacting to everything around her being big yeah um like later on when she hides behind a bottle when <laughs> when he gets there the first time um 
Yeah, when Peter tries to confront and climb up to get the kids. And then he can't. Yeah, and he's behind the bottle. It's portrayed really well. Okay, they've gone through my second page of notes. It's gone to the Sorry. third then. <laughs> but yeah, now go on. Now, uh, ship in a bottle. Wendy knew something was wrong. <laughs> Going down. Bob Hoskins, Dust, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, there's Ryzen Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. Good, I've got my running on that. What did you think of the the way it was done then? Like for like Bob Hoskins and Dustin Hoffman like, oh, they together. Worked really well with those characters. What did you think of the boo box? Uh, that was, it was a little odd. Um, a little brutal. Uh, so at first, so <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember the boo box, right? At all. When when I when I watched it, I was like the boo box. I was like, I, huh? I always thought it was the boom box. Oh, okay. So that's why I was thinking. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, I'm like when you watch movies, I have subtitles on. Yeah. So I what and I see it, and I was like, all right, they're throwing them. So I thought it was a box that they just throw them in and they cry, and basically they just keep them in there because they've been. Cry, like you know what yeah. I mean. Like, then they dropped some scorpions in. And I was like, "Whoa, that's a, that's a dark." <laughs> it's all because the guy better get. or well, didn't even really bet. He just didn't believe that Hook would be able to get Peter back. Yeah, Neverland. Yes, I didn't say that. It's like he burst down crying, admits it. Yes, boom box, a boo box. Someone get the boo box. He starts. The guy starts screaming. He's being carried into it. <laughs> <laughs> Another bit that cracked me up. So there was there's a lot of funny bits in this, of just Robin Williams being Robin Williams. Yeah. In sense, so when he first gets to Neverland and she makes him dress as a pirate. Oh, arr. Yeah, and he, arr, and he makes the other one jump and he goes. Arr. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, is that because he goes um Slightly, like limp walk with a limp? Yeah. So he does it, and then arr, and he goes arr, and he goes, no, say arr, and he goes, arr. <laughs> <laughs> then the pirate does it back. It was. Arr, arr, arr. It was just he jumped. He kind of jumped, and then that was his response. Instead of going, oh, it went. Arr. It was just ridiculous. But that really made me laugh. Um, Firefly from hell. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. I was checking the notes. Thinking. So I like that. Um, what was your initial thought of Neverland? Like the first time, not obviously when you were a kid, because it's I was thinking back. But when you watched it yesterday, the minute you see it, what did you think? I smiled. Yeah, it made me feel like I was watching it again, like when I was younger. Yeah, whole yeah. magic behind it all, and the fact that part of Neverland is it's like the port town for pirates, like it would be like buccaneer buccaneers and everything. Yeah, oddly enough, they didn't they they barely mention them, but they they not mention the story. They the Indians, mm-hmm. they wouldn't they didn't show them in the in this at all. Did they not? No, no. Okay. Because at one point, Bob, well, sorry, Smee, who's Bob Hoskins, says to Hook. Um, why don't we go shoot, shoot some Indians off Red, Red Man's Bluff or something like that? Yeah. No, I do that all the time. I've killed them. I've killed, he says it. I've killed loads of them and the Lost Boys all the time. It's just boring. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, so you're admitting to child murder. <laughs> but yeah, um, they don't show them. But they are part of the area around there because they, in like, in the, you remember the old movie? The yeah. The animated one. Everyone remembers that. I mean, I think pretty much most kids have seen that movie at some point. Yeah, yeah. Adults, I should say. Some Most adults. Yeah, I love the bucket, little buccaneer town they had there because all of them were pirates for yeah. Hook. Um, so there was something that I noticed quickly when. So it wasn't. So the first thing my initial thought was like. So the, my initial thought was it's a set, not green screen. That that was my first thing. I was like, <laughs> see, I went to the magic. You went to the technical. <laughs> but it looked like a pirate's. Like it looked. Like it was there, not like genuine. Yeah, it was again. It's it's one of them things where it was crafted. Like it was, 
there was time and there was effort and it looked magical. It wasn't just... You do prefer handmade models and properly built sets. It's just... It doesn't take away from... like it, I feel like it just adds another aspect, like another depth of... or layer to like, oh, we're walking along a... Like, you know, we're, we're walking along like a, a floor. A wooden pier a wooden pier, Yeah. And I'm on, I'm on the pier. Like, my surround... You don't have to build a massive thing. Because no, the whole set for that area was... No bigger than, say, a couple of houses width. I, w- I would say what they most probably done was built the front of the house and the back of it wasn't even painted. No. Do you know what I mean? So it was literally just plywood. Was at the sides, if they needed to see a side shot, they'd do their side bit. But besides that, it's probably empty behind it. Yeah. You know, which, which is how normal they do that on, like, musicals and stuff like that. But it reminds... Do you know what? When I watched it, and I don't know why, but I it reminded me of... You know when you go to the theatre, right? And I know it's going to sound odd, but you go to the theater and then you have, you know, the set's fake and it's just wood. Yeah. But you're so engrossed in what's happening that the set is just as important because it reflects on what's happening than the acting. Yeah. It's like with um, when I watch pantomimes and they have the screen come down, it's, it's just like the, the, the picture of the house behind them. And you, you, in your mind, you're partially believing it's the village behind them because yeah. you're engrossed in the film, in the experience. In, yeah. So because of that, that's what it made me feel like. So when I was watching it, I was like, it's an actual, like, it looked more like it was there and stuff like that. So for me, seeing Neverland at first was amazing. Like, I loved how it looked and all that stuff. The next thing I noticed, when it was on the, the ship, you may have to go back and notice it and check if you haven't seen it, but Hook's hat is like a weird shape. Little tricorder. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so his hat is a weird shape. And at the back of the ship, it's the same shape as his hat. <laughs> that surprised me at all. Um, and I was like, that's really like the layout kind of thing. And I was like, oh, that's really clever. Like, I really enjoyed that. There's something else. Do you remember the ship in the bottle that was in the kid's room? Yeah. The, the front of that, the skull shape, is the same as on Hook Ship. So do you think that was Hook Ship in, a bo- in the, the bottle? I think someone could have made it and like Wendy bought it back from Neverland at some point. Yeah. Do you, otherwise, it's way too deep a coincidence. Do you know about how they make those bottled ships? Bit by bit, very slowly and tiny. And it's, then they have to use a bit of string to lift. Yeah, so they build it all slowly and then put it in the bottle. Then they use string to pull it up. Like that always fascinated me. Like well, they have to go, they have to use like very long tweezers to put it in the bottle bit by bit and put it together. I'd I'd, I'd lose my bag. I'd put put the chuck and chuck it across my shoulder or something. I'd love to get one with that hook, like hook um hook ship ship in it. That would be that would be incredible if you could get that. Um, I have to have a look. Well, um, um, yeah, Peter's there. We've done the boo box, mm-hmm. and doesn't he try and buy off? <laughs> yeah, how much? And then he shoots from the uh, shoots from the, the checkbook. checkbook. And there's this guy just over there, so like, it just did, did the hook kill him? He shot him in his chest with a bullet. So it just, I guess then, like it was just there was a lot of death. There wasn't much death, but that was enough to make it a little more than I remember. Yeah, but the thing is, um, it's all done in a way that there's no blood, no one screams. It was very A team death. Do you remember yeah. the A-Team when it was like they'd fall off a cliff and that was it? Like you, wouldn't, you wouldn't see bloods on that. You'd just no. see them. They'd just disappear from the shot and they're, oh, they're dead. Or in this case, a lot of the... Later on, you'll see like the pirates just slumped on the side. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, none of the, oddly enough, none of the children no. died. No, no. What? One. We'll get to yeah. poor yeah. boss's face later. <laughs> Hook says to him, doesn't he, if you can get up there and reach your kids, you can go. Yeah. But he gets up there, but he can't reach them. No, he's, he's Gigi. I feel sorry for Jack, though. He's some. Yeah. He's desperately trying to reach him, desperately trying to. Dad just, I'm here, and the dad just going, I can't. 
Yeah. Do you know what I think really rubbed it in for uh, Peter at that point was when his daughter. Um, I, I can never remember her name. His daughter says, "Mummy could do it," and I was like, "Oh, like oh, thank them." The mother says earlier to them, um, or says to Peter, "We've only got a certain amount of time that they want to be around us." Yeah. Eventually, you're going to be running after them for a bit of attention. Yeah, which is is true. It's it's crazy to think that, you know, especially as a parent as well. Well, I'm an uncle, um, so I I know a little bit about it. Nothing yeah. Parent um, but yeah, I do like that. Um, <clears throat> that that said. And then it kind of comes true that he's kind of chasing after them and not them chasing him when he's in Neverland trying to yeah. get them back. So that does kind of come, again, full circle on that. Um, what about, so basically, um, Tinkerbell says to Hook, give me a week to turn him back to Peter Pan so you can fight him. Bargain backwards and forwards. Yeah, and then they end up three days. Three days. Um, I don't remember it being that short. I thought it was a little bit longer. I thought it was, when they said about a week, I thought, okay, it's going to be a week. Yeah. When they bartered down to three days, I'm thinking, that's quick. Yeah. I mean, they have to get him back to work in order. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he meets the Lost Boys. Or they, they accidentally knock him off the ship and he gets rescued oh, by mermaids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I like Oops. that. Yeah, they kiss him to give him air. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know why I raised my voice saying that. I don't know. Like, they have to kiss him. Well, they don't have to kiss him. He's drowning, you know, Mm-hmm. Tink's trying to help him, but she can't. And the mermaid just come along, breathe into him, yep. and get him. I, I don't. I can't remember. I can't remember what happens between them breathing for him and suddenly him being rescued, not rescued, but being found by the Lost Boys. Yeah, that I, I kind of felt blank to me. I was like, did I miss something? Like I must have. I might. I don't know. <laughs> I done. Yeah, but next minute is with the Lost Boys being chased by him. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's just when they're shooting him with all the stuff. Um, like with all the little um, weapons they've got on that, like little bow and arrows. <laughs> and then he's get, he gets two on his chest and then one further south. <laughs> he goes, you shut up. And his voice goes up. I love that. Like, that was... When he pulls it off, it's like the little barbs yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah. So um, those weapons are meant to hurt. They're not designed to tickle or to simply stain. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we meet, get introduced to the Lost Boys um, and then he's running away from them. And then we meet... A new leader. Yeah. What did you think of the new leader? Cocky. Was he like... So my question was, was he like that when Pan was around? Or did he become like that because Pan had left? Well, I think he... I don't think he... How do you say? I think he took control, took charge. But the power went to his head? Pretty much, yeah, because Pan was green... Uh, Pan had green outfit. He was flying. He was cheerful, happy, white is fine. Rufio... Rufio! Was very... Dark, very. I'm gonna basically in his mind, he's like, I'm gonna kill these pirates. Yeah, it was like it was like the Deadpool of the Lost Boys, <laughs> yeah, without the fourth wall breaking fun, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like in in that way, in it, it's like yeah. the anti hero, um, yeah, but I, I agree. Um, what did you think of the um, Hook's suicide attempt? Puts, puts the to, <laughs> Don't try and stop me, stop me, <laughs> just, just, it's me, get over here, stop me. <laughs> when he says it to me, he goes, um. Don't don't scare me like that again. What are you a sadist? Yeah, <laughs> you're the one that was going to kill yourself. Yeah, no one else. I did like it was funny. Like I do love they added like some silly comedy into it, but it yeah. was in a serious way. Don't try to stop me. Don't stop me. Smee, stop me. Stop me, Smee. Yeah, um, I did like that. Dustin Hoff, um sorry, Bob Hoskins. That's me. Yes, um, done an amazing job of Smee. Like I really enjoyed the <laughs> like the 
it was like he had it was I think it was his accent. I know that he's got an all accent anyway, but it was more put on. Yeah, he he's to, hard, he overstated the accent. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of helped with that character because you don't expect me to be like a British like geezer. Do you know what, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but he was the perfect toady for um, Hook, though, wasn't he? Perfect second in command, lieutenant toady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the chair, by the way. Sorry about that. Because um, there was a bit that, um, as you were saying, there's two bits that come to mind when you say like Harry was. So Hook would say one thing, and he'd like he'd say it nice and properly, like perfect at, to Smee. He was and quite Smee eloquent, goes, and he yeah, translated. And Smee goes, "We're gonna fight with Peter Pan," and I was like, "Is that in it? three days? <laughs> we're gonna have a bloody war!" Yeah, like, yeah, exactly that. And it, I was like, "Well, that that would be exactly how someone would say something properly, like." Whereabouts are you going to? Da, 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 da. And it's someone from London would be like, where you going? Like, it, the, yeah. the middle bits that are, in, <laughs> are not there. You know? Um, yeah, so I like that. And then the other bit was when he was trying to to not commit suicide, but to, you know, that bit, as you were just yeah. saying. It was like, why don't you come and play war or whatever, or battles with... And he had a pool, and he was trying to play like battleships, <laughs> and, his, and then the bed come down over the top, yeah, he spun the wheel in the bed. Just, I'm like, I want a bed like that. It's so cool, isn't it? So, it's just bed from the scene. You've got a nice open room. Flick a switch or a, a, or a wheel. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. Wheel and the bed just slowly lowers. But it lowered down over the water bit. Yeah. But um, I did like how when he, when he takes the gun off him to stop him from committing suicide, he shoots the ship, like at the one of the small <laughs> ships, and it goes on fire. I was like, how can it go on fire in the water? Then it goes out and then sinks. And I was like, Wow. A bit of a premonition or a foreshadowing going on there. Yeah. Um, if it had been a Michael Bay film, that, that would have blown up and taken half the ship. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you like the way that Hook was portrayed in this? I did. It was. It was a, aggressive. He was, but he also had what well, he kept to his own code about things. Yeah. He agreed to the the times time frame set by Wendy. Mm-hmm. No, not by Wendy. Sorry, by Tinkerbell. Yeah. And he kept to it. Yeah, yeah. He, he, despite the fact he is a blackguard, he's a dishonourable man, not a dishonourable man, he's a pirate, a murderer, a buccaneer, he has a code of honour he keeps to. Mm-hmm. Okay, as we find out right near the end, the code is quite adjustable, but <laughs> yeah, the main thing is he kept to his word. Yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, like, I, he, do you know what he kind of reminded me of? In a way, it was more of a mature Captain Jack Sparrow. To a, like a degree, like do you know what I mean? He was yeah, like, he was more refined and a bit older. Yeah, yeah, but he had that sarcasm, like oh, yeah. the way he done things and stuff. Um, you know, so yeah, that that kind of popped in my mind a bit. Um, Smee also gives Cook the idea for turning Peter's kids against him. Yeah, I then like Hook, that. Then Cook turns around and says, "I've had the most wonderful idea." Yeah, so he takes and Smee doesn't argue with no, like, that. Was my he's probably idea. used yeah. to all this up this years. But um, I did like like that, as you said, that was a clever. Away because some like as I said, and this is the point I was trying to make earlier with um how quickly your mind changes. That Jack, in a day, Jack had become had forgotten about who Peter was. Yeah, and it was little things of when he was playing baseball and he'd done the um run home. run home Jack. It was supposed to be home run Jack. Yeah, but because they got it wrong, which I really liked that bit, and he kind of made him think quickly. Because um, before they took his sister away, she kept saying, run home, Jack, mm. run home. And that's what it triggered in his mind. Yeah. 
And then when it come up again, he was like, he stopped. Then he went, no, you got it the wrong way around. So he switched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that love. Do you want one? You know, in Shrek, when he's going, um, they saying it's sort of like laughter, cheer, and then it, they scribble, scribble it down and it goes, ah, yeah. and they hold it up. It reminded me of that like Monty Pythony, yeah, silly thing. That. Um, so it, it, I love that bit about it, and then it, they carry on playing baseball. You got a few, uh, Peter sees it though. Yeah, when uh, Jack gets the home run, he goes, "My boy," and then Hook goes, "My boy." Yeah. Peter's just like completely he's distraught yeah you know um, which I like and then that's when we kind of get Peter becoming Peter am I right? Uh, yeah Hook uses the thing to get inside Peter's head for some reason they put this battle <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh the dis yes yeah. look at you with Mr. 8 Mile Wonder <laughs> No, it's because um, that's the best. I think I've. A second, we've gone past a couple of pages. Of oh, notes. okay, sorry. No, no, it's all right. Uh, Jack. Yeah, because uh, we've skipped over the fact that he freaked out over Jack's pocket watch. He takes him to the museum before all this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, what is it Hook doesn't like? He doesn't like time? It, well, it's Tick Tock the Clock, uh, the Croc. Oh, right, okay, yeah. And the, that is just the personification of, the, of time itself, in a way. Yeah. Because. He's lived, as he said before, most of his life has been spent in Neverland, fighting lost boys, yeah. pillaging, raiding, which makes Neverland practically just a war zone. Yeah, yeah. Because a little in a little while, you find out that um, once Peter had left, Hook burnt down the original tree they all lived in. Mm. Like that's pretty far inland. That's right near the lost boys camp now, so he knows where they all are. Yeah, but he doesn't want this to end. He wants this war to carry to on. To carry on, yeah. Um. So yeah, so he breaks that pocket watch, um, which it, Jack is given. He doesn't break the pocket watch. He has Jack do it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So Jack breaks the pocket watch. Yeah. Um, and Jack was given that pocket watch at the beginning of the film from Peter before he goes to Neverland because uh, he says you're now in charge or something like that. Yeah. Um, but he's taking out all his frustration, all his. Right here we go. Uh, he takes him to museum. Jack takes out all his anger, his frustration about his dad on the pocket watch and there's things around him. Yeah. Basically, things he can't say to his dad directly, he, he smashes yeah. the pocket watch for him. I did like that. Um, where was we? Yeah, so then you said about the diss. Then you said diss track then. <laughs> the diss battle. The diss battle. That was actually before. That was when he first meets the Lost Boys. Uh, is it? Yeah. That I was... thought that was a little bit later. Right, Pan is back. Costume change. Oh no, no that's, the, that's further ahead. Gotta go back. <laughs> Uh, three days. So it is later, isn't it? No, just after the train. Um, when they first meet the Lost Boys, and Hook get, takes credit for the idea, mm -hmm. the Lost Boys start Peter's basically his training like montage. Yeah. He was, he was oh yeah, 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 yeah. Pulling him, and the dispel. And during it, he, he accesses his power of his imagination. He can see the food that wasn't there before. Yeah, because they bring the food out. This is what really confused me as well, right? Now, I get the idea of them having to imagine food. Yeah. So I'm assuming the Lost Boys never eat. I think that land is based on the on potential energy. Yeah. Things that you believe can become real. And then that's how you feed. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So that's what I thought, right? But this is what confused me. They brought the, the plates out and all that stuff. And I like the idea of why the knife and fork there so we don't have to use them. I love that. Yeah. Like, that was like, that's a typical attitude as like when you're young. Yeah. You, you know, to, you want to have the food, you want to eat it. You don't have to waste time being a grown-up. <laughs> exactly. Like for example, if we have if we have pizza and chips or something like that, like not from Domino's or whatever, but if we have pizza and chips from home, 
then I'll cut it up kind of thing. Like I'll use an iPhone 4 and cut it. But if we order it from like Domino's, you won't. No one will ever use an iPhone 4. It's you'll use your hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what I was saying was they bring the the trays of food of food out. Yeah. Which aren't there. But the trays are smoking. They got like steam on them and I'm like The kids expect the food to be hot. Yeah. But I get it, but the Why would people why would why would yeah. That's what confused me. Maybe in his mind, food's coming out from the kitchen. So he imagined it was going to be, yeah. yeah but then why wouldn't you see the food if you imagined the food coming out? Yeah, exactly. It was, it was a little, <laughs> you know, that confused me a bit. Um, and then they pretend to eat. <laughs> but it was a typical, and I think they must have just said on set, act like you're eating. Uh, the overacting. That yeah. You expect to have I love that. that. What, Chomp, uh, Thud, that's yeah. his name, the larger kid. His name is Thud. And he's, he's, he's up, he goes, Peter going, sorry, people can't see what I'm doing. But he picks up, walks, imagine holding a giant hamburger in your hand. It's a huge hamburger, yeah. isn't it? Peter just looks at him and his head tails, doesn't he? He goes, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> I didn't see any hamburgers anywhere when the food appeared. No, I didn't. But in saying that, it was so colourful. I don't know what. I want to know what that dessert was because that looks so fun. Yeah. And then they have their little, as you said, this battle of um, name calling. Yeah, calls them a substitute, ma- 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 substitute maths teacher. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which it makes me laugh. It's like, is that as good as Peter Pan could give? <laughs> and and then he's and then he says something else. And then Rufio kind of gets defeated in a way. Like, yeah, he, he, because everyone's saying Pan, Pan. He's going Rufio, Rufio, trying to get people to stay with him. Yeah. He can, I, I think he always knew that he was a substitute Pan. Yeah, he would never be Pan. No, he may have the sword. He couldn't fight. Uh, he could fight, but never saw Rufio fly. No, I, that, that was a note that I, w- I was going to take. I didn't yeah, write it down. None of the Lost Boys can fly, even though it's just Tinkerbell's thing. Tinkerbell's dust and a happy memory. Yeah. They've all got happy memories. They've said it themselves. This, this is either theory, right? They have happy memories on Neverland. So this is my, my thought was, in order to be fly, they need a happy memory, right, a proper happy memory. Thud has a happy memory of his mother. Mm. So technically, he could be able to yeah, fly. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's why at the end. Maybe when he gives him the sword. But that was my thinking because you can have the imagination at Food's Dare. Yeah. But none of them could fly. But then I guess if they didn't have unhappy memory, they can't fly. You know, because Peter did have a memory before because he was uh, he had the teddy bear. Yeah. Because he gets to have this scene where he kind of remembers everything and learns to fly. Oh, I was, actually, I've made a note about that at some point. How how long how long ago do you think Peter came to Neverland? Because his parent, his mother, is dressed up like eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds yeah. clothing. So he's been there for at least over a hundred years. I would say, yeah. So because he flew back home and his parents had forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'd had a new kid, a new baby. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Wouldn't have been incredibly awkward to find out that baby was Wendy's dad or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. No, 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 didn't happen. Well, I think another thing, though, like, that confused me kind of was Pan grew up. Like, oh, he grew up when he was in Neverland. Yeah, he grew up to like 13. No, listen, because the last time he goes, he sees Wendy is when he meets Moira. Yeah. Still asleep, and he looks to be like 17-ish. Yeah. So he did start from a baby in Neverland and grow up. But none but, of the others. But how did he grow up? So my only thinking is he grew up because he came to he came come from, out of Neverland. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, because some of the Lost Boys are definitely older than, like, well, at least one or two of them are older than Rufio. Yeah. 
So if the maybe they do age, but incredibly slowly. I I reckon, or there's there's that, and as we said, like maybe coming out of Neverland is an age because you're on normal, you're yeah. not there. Um, kind of, so I don't know, but I would, that really bugged me, and I was like, well, I get the idea of Peter getting older, and then so does Wendy and everyone else, but how does Peter Pan grow get older when he's not supposed to grow up? No, do you know <laughs> what I mean? I don't know, but yeah, it's something that he. Downstairs. When he gets his happy memory, it's Jack. Jack being more because he finds the teddy, doesn't he? And yeah, yeah. Teddy? Daddy? Yeah. And he realises he's floating, and then basically he flies out the tree as Peter Pan. Yeah, which I like. Um, so we'll get on to that. The flying. Did it seem tacky? Not not the fact that the way it was done, but him flying. I liked it. So I, my main thing was, can I see a wire? Like that was, so I watched it, but I was looking for wires and stuff because it was 90s. So, you know, it was less, it was harder to edit that stuff out. Yeah. It was the, the, the technology at that time was less than it is today. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I couldn't see anything. Like I had genuine belief of pans flying. Like that's how I, I, and I got to a point when I was like, I'm not looking for the stuff. It no. made me want to watch for the fake sake of watching. I remember the first time I saw not the first time I saw it, but I know most in my mind where I remember seeing a wire. Yeah. That was in um, Highlander. <laughs> yeah. And it's so clear because he's got like a sparkly blue background, this one black wire holding him up or something, <laughs> thinking, you could have done something with that, surely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Like, But we didn't get to see any of that, no. yeah, which was great. Um, so yeah, I like that. And then... Strufio presents the sword back to Pan. Yeah, when after Pan's been flying around, he you know flies between all crows and everything. Yeah, yeah. Rufio gets on his knees and offers the sword back up to Pan. Yeah, which I like because he's acknowledging. He, he bends, bent like he, he bows bends the, the knee. knee. Yeah. yeah, you know, a very Game um, of Thrones of you. He bends the knee. Yeah, like which is him, which I think is great. Yeah, like he he sees him. Yeah, um, and then Pan does the uh, draws a line in the sand, and everyone runs to his side, which is a throwback to when he did it earlier when. Uh, Rufio, Rufio did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go on. No, no. That's what I was saying when Rufio did it. Yeah, and then I think doesn't he say something like, um, "For those who believe that this isn't Peter Pan yeah. behind this line," and then those who think it is. Eventually, no one was left on Pan's side originally because yeah. he couldn't fight, he couldn't fly, he couldn't crow. I, what did you think of the crow? Because that, that comes straight after the um, when Rufio gives him back the sword. He says, "You can fly, you can fight, and you can." I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But he does the, and I like that. It was like a silly, like, and they done. Did they do something like like this with their head, or was it like that? Something. Yeah. It reminded me of um. Monica Geller. Uh, no, there's. Oh yeah. <laughs> there's something I can't remember what it is. There's something else. There was another film, and they do something like. But I like that, that that hand gesture with their face. Yeah. Um, wiggled their fingers around the chins. Yeah, yeah. That was very cool. Like it was just a. Like a group thing. Like it reminds you of, you know, like Red Dwarf and Boys from the Dwarf. <laughs> it was like one of those like gang, like group gang yeah. things. Um, so yeah, so I like that. And then basically Pan has an idea of how to fight Hook. That's where, where we get up to. That's right. I don't remember him ever saying it was a battle plan or anything. No, no. So, so he, he sees Tinkerbell and Tinkerbell grows in size. Because she wants the one wish for herself. Because he's forgotten about Moira and the kids at this point. Yep. And when he kisses you, he goes to say more. And he says, Moira. Moira. It was, boom. It's all about come back to him. Yep. 
but at the same time, uh, Jack is losing, has lost all memory of his dad, hasn't he? Yeah, so that's as I was saying, like when we were talking about like yeah. your mind, the minute you fall into the process, it seems like the minute you fall into the process of um, your imagination, the real world the fades real, away. Yeah, and it, th- that's how quick it can be. Because I mean, with Jack, it happened, it seemed to happen in like, over a day. So the minute he broke that's the pocket watch. Yeah. He released a connection to the, the outside world. Yeah. He opened himself up to be... He never called Hook Dad. No. But when he said... Later on, he says, Dad, I want to go home. And Hook goes, what did you wait? You are home. Yeah, and he's actually talking to Pat. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, so Tinkerbell gets big. And then does he say, like, you're humongous or something? Yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> the thing is, she was, like, the same size as him. But I think the reason he said it the way he said it was because... She's used to her being yeah. small. She's like no bigger than your middle uh, finger, really. No, like she, suddenly she's human sized. Yeah, um, and a nice dress. But do you notice how quickly Pan become a ch- like a child in imagination again? Because she yeah. was going, "Why are you here?" And he talks like a to have fun. Yeah, to have like he talks like that. Yeah, exactly. How everyone else, so he. He literally forgot about the outside world, like the real world. And that took less than a day. Half a, not even a exactly, quarter of a day. Exactly. To forget the outside world, forget his kids, forget his wife. But those memories, as we saw, are still there just below the surface. When he kissed Wendy, Moira popped yeah. back up and the kids and the reason he's doing all this. Yeah. Um, and then that's when he says he has a plan of how to beat Hook. Okay. Because he goes, I have a plan. And then he says, are you coming? And then she drops down to normal Tinkerbell size and goes with him. Um so then basically it's just the battle scene isn't it at the end well, there's one thing just between that I like the yeah. like when the kid is the kids are getting prepared for war they're getting all the help ready oh, one yeah. kid walks through like a net like a, a spider web and the, the armour just stays on him as he walks through that's so cool yeah so I said to uh, the fiance <laughs> um, yes when we were watching that I was like I bet you could do that when it comes to you wearing clothes <laughs> she just through. laughed I was like imagine that and just oh, you just you just see like some nice pattern thing walk through and you're just wearing clothes. <laughs> How quick would that be? It'd be, it'd be like, simple for me, but... For women, it never... Well, no, I'm thinking of the back. Oh, right. He's walking to the front and he's oh, just yeah. the front. <laughs> yeah. like, walking around and you're half naked. <laughs> you have to stick down on the wall the entire time just walking sideways. Yeah, it may, maybe. Um, but you know what? When I see that, I was like, that's really cool. I love the armour and that. Yeah. But it reminded me of... did like If if they made that as a toy, it'd be one of them things where the toy sits on like a conveyor belt like like yeah yeah you pull it across and you pull it, it across in. and then it like magnetically clicks in yeah I feel like I may have had a toy like that or something yeah, I think there was similar toys in like the old Crash Test Dummies TV show maybe yeah like it reminded me of something yeah. I'm not sure what but um, of that kind of thing so I was like that was cool I'm sure we had like Power Rangers or something like that you could put them on because I had a Power Ranger that if you you do something with their... I think you squeeze their legs and then their head spins around. Yeah, the head flicks its... One one person's got the helmet off. The other person's got, got the helmet off. Yeah, and you can flick them and things like that. And I'm sure I had like a, a another character that you could throw, close that kind of thing and it'd like, click on. They were quite popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It was something uh, along them lines. So we had that little... And that war arm was really cool. Yeah. I like the... One of them was like a drape, wasn't it? No, not a drape. Um, a, bl- a blind... <laughs> and he pulls it down and walks through it and then that's his art. and I was like oh that's clever uh, it's, uh, you, the, the big battle scene's about to happen and mm-hmm. Hook's about to give Jack his pierced ear oh yeah yeah hold still my boy because this is Go. really going to hurt I like that like he's, he'd... Not even, he's not even a sharp hook you look at it it's quite dull 
Yeah. Do you know what I like though? I know we're just before we get onto the battle scene, Hook gets woken up at some point for something. I can't remember what happens. Right? But he wakes up and he takes a little nib off his hook. <laughs> like, it's a safety nib. Yeah, and I just love that so he doesn't like impale himself, impale himself or something like that. Like, just scratch your eye and suddenly you're blind. Like yeah, that. so that was clever. Um, but as you said, like the hook doesn't look sharp. I suppose that would hurt more going in. Yeah, like especially on your ear. Um, but I remember back when I was a kid, I thought he said scar. I didn't think he was giving him an earring. I thought he was going to scar him. Like when a pirate gets his first scar, it's a memorable thing. Mm. I don't know why I thought that as a kid, but now as an adult, you realise that he's actually saying you're going to get your first earring. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, apparently that's wear an important earrings. thing. No. Yeah, yeah, no, Dustin Hoffman doesn't, does he? No. No. Um, he doesn't have much hair either, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, yeah, so then the, that, that's Jack that gets the uh, goes to get the earring. And then... Um, yeah, that, which was cool. Yeah. yeah. He picks it up, holds it up, and it's a Peter Pan, Pan pose. Yeah. And he floats through. the What's Hook saying? goes, um, time flies, and so do you. I didn't think into those wonderful green tights again. Yeah, yeah. I did like that. Did you think... So that was the point where I was like, okay, this is more... This reminds me more of Disney, because of, I think it's that pose. Panther. Yeah. Oh, the like the, the pose of the way you stand, the stands there. Like, yeah. like a superhero-esque but when, stance. Back much earlier, when uh, Wendy was trying to tell him who he is, he automatically did the pose. And when Wendy turned the little page to show him the picture, he put his hands back down. Yeah. So being being Pan is still there. Even it's just he did that. He said it's an in it's below the surface. Yeah, subconscious, you know. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we have the fight, which was it's a little weird. Yeah, considering as a kid, you think, oh, he's having a big fight. I don't. You're seeing people are being stabbed. Yeah, kind of. Like they are, they do get stabbed, but. It was just the silliness of the fight, like um, with the chicken eggs and the mirrors. Yeah, that that, that was like blinding them, like kind of you know letting the sun hit you, and then that was clever. Put one hand up and yeah, and they are just kids. Yeah, so I think they just used what they could. What was that? Um, when Thud, um, after he's knocked down multiple people by rolling downstairs the portal, he gets he gets this like contraption on his shoulders. It squirts in four different directions. Yeah. The moment it touches their eyes, they're screaming, my eyes, my eyes. I think it was just like goo or like glue or something that sticks them together. But uh -huh. it was all different colours, wasn't it? But that reminded me of their food they yeah. were eating. You know, um, it was kind of like, what was, what was that film? Was it Bugsy Malone? When it was a gangster film, but it was all children. Yeah, but the, the guns fired like... Splat guns. Yeah. 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 It reminded me of that like young, like that imaginational... What do you think of Thud being used as a cannonball? It was it was really weird. So when I watched it, I was I said to my fiance, I was like, I'm sure, like Smee rolls. For some reason, I had a, a you know, idea of thinking that Smee. Smee was the one that rolls down. He gets turned into a ball and rolls down the stairs or whatever. And then Fud done it, and I was like, oh, like I, I don't know why, but I really thought it was Smee. Well, as everyone's leave, everyone basically attacking. <laughs> Smee runs off. Well, no, but Hook goes to him. Do something useful. Smee runs in there. <laughs> Smee, Smee, what about Smee? Wait, Smee's what about me? me. I'm me. I'm Smee. What about me? He starts packing up gold and um, jewels and that. Yeah. Um, and then the fight breaks out into the uh, Hook's room. And then Smee's still there trying to smuggle yeah. jewels. <laughs> but after, he, after they leave the room, um, doesn't Hook want to go downstairs and he has to, Smee has to quickly stamp it's on the floor. Yeah, I do like that as well. That was I so that cool. I because he, he stops, doesn't he? He looks, looks at Smee and Smee just goes... Yeah, where's my red carpet? And I, I was expecting, for some reason, I was expecting him to 
roll it out. Yeah. And then he stamps. And and then the uh, stairs change. I was like, oh, that's clever. I like, I like that. Do you, know, did you notice in the beginning it flips out, right? So it lands open. Yeah. But later on, when he wants, um, as Rufio is about to walk up to him, he stamps again and just Flip. it flicks the same way. It doesn't flick up; it flicks down again, but cancels it. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't notice that. But yeah, you got as Rufio is about as on the approach to deal with Hook, he um, slashes the front of a pirate. Yeah, pirates collapse, rumbles in the floor. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. well, it's good. There's no blood on the blades. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Rufio has goes to have a battle with, um, with Hook. I went through the sorry, I went through the movie a couple of times looking for that one bit when he says, "Looky, looky, I've got a hooky." Yeah. When does he say that? Rufio says it to Hook at some point. He goes, "Looky, looky, I've got the hooky." Um, I don't know, but that does sound just before he dies. Okay, yeah, because um, they're fighting. Originally, Pam was going to deal with Hook, but you hear the girl screaming, "Daddy, save me!" He's gone flying off to his helper, which yep. is. <laughs> he flies in the window, and, and he goes, one of the guys are you, goes, are you a Peter Pan? Are you, are you a Peter Pan? Yes. Ah, yeah, he jumps out, out. Yeah. I was expecting like Will Hulk scream, scream or something. Yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then so Pat, uh, Peter Pan grabs he grabs his daughter. Yep. Um, saves her. Goes and does the fight for. Um, and as that's happening, Rufio is dueling with Pat, Pat, uh, Hook. Yes, I was going to say Pan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that's when Rufio dies, or does he? He gets stabbed in the chest and dies with his eyes open. I'm pretty sure he dies. Does he die? Yeah. I, so this was the thing. I was like, because I don't remember. So when I was watching, I was like, oh, Rufio doesn't die. Like, I don't remember him dying. I remember him. For some reason, I had the image of when Pan goes. I know he doesn't get given the thing back, like the sword back. But I had a, a vision of Rufio not dying. No, in my, in my, in my, in the way I see it, he was stabbed in the chest, upper yeah. chest by Hook. Yeah, so the way it was, it was about here. So I'm thinking heart shot. Yeah. Um, Pan has the battle with... No, 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 because Pan they, they goes go to, home. Uh, the, well, he goes they, to go home. He, goes to, he picks it back. They both leave the ship walking off. They're talking. This is Pan and his kids. Peter! Peter! Get back here. Bad form and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I do love a little, a little while you said you have Jack going. There's um, two, two. <laughs> he, um, I'm sorry. He's quite... Yeah, he... Um, when Pan lets him live, he pulls the blade out and Jack goes storm out. Bad form! Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's already picked out from the pirates. Yeah, he um, he threatens Pan. He, the kids again. No matter what you do, there'll be a knife on the door of your children's 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 children. Yeah. And he puts them down. But what do you want, old man? Just you. So they have their fight, which spills out in, into the, the near the crocodile. Yeah, uh, yeah. Tick tock the clock. Um, and then. So basically, Pan gets the better of Hook. Yeah. Sword goes somewhere on the floor or something. And then Pan, Pan swipes his hair and his wig comes off. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman's white hair. And I just love to. <gasps> Everyone's really gasps. Yeah. Um, so they all gasp. It lands on the kid's head. And... <laughs> uh, thing he asks for, for his dignity, doesn't he? Yep. Just give, give me my dignity. You took my hand. You owe me that. Yeah. But yeah, he puts that thing back on him. And Peter just says, take your ship and leave Neverland and never come back. Which is the the hero thing to do. Like, yeah. I won't kill you, but you need to go. <laughs> and as he's, he basically agrees, and as Peter goes and turns away, he goes, fool. Um, is it James? James T. Cook? No, that's Cook. Uh, what's his name? James. It's James. 
James Hook. Yeah. James Hook is Neverland, and he's flicked a sword out of his, uh, his sleeve. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Even though his arm's been bending the entire time, he's suddenly <laughs> have a sword up there. Yeah. But yeah, um, as he goes to attack Peter, he, well, Peter dodges, knocks, uses his, his hook to basically oh, crack open the, the croc's stomach or something? Something like that, yeah. And then basically the whole scaffolding, build, the scaffolding falls apart and then gets eaten. See, this is what... It falls, but he's standing up. So there's enough room inside the mouth where you can stand up. Yeah. And when the dust clears, he's gone. And there's a burping sound. There's no... There's nothing to say I, he's I died. know. I, see, I had this thing. And I was like... So did he get eaten? Or did he... Because there's a hole in the stomach now. Yeah. Where the hook was. So he could have used... And the croc didn't move. No. It just falls. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's why, that's why I said at the beginning there's a way they could have left it open because there's no proof he actually died. Yeah, so, again, like, uh, that was another thing that was confusing for me. Like, I understand the idea that, oh, he gets eaten by the crocodile, yeah. which is the ending of how Hook dies. But does he? That was the thing. As you said, he would have left it open for a second. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? And then they, they go back to... Yeah, uh, gives, he, says, he tells the kids to think of a happy thought. Yeah, there was some... Go on. The, mother, the girl thinks of her mother, the boy thinks of him, his dad, and basically says, Tink, make my kids glow. And that, that was literally what I was about to say. I love that it wasn't the, it was, he can think of a happy thought, but you need something extra. You need a catalyst for it. You know, and um, when he says, make my kids glow, I was like, that's so, it isn't, give them. So it, it, it made them important. Yeah. Obviously, that, that was the important part. It's not, um, use your dust on them, make them glow. Yeah. Um, Goes up and down the line, doesn't he? Deciding who's going to receive the sword in the next pan. And then, who's his name? Fud. He gives it to Fud. Do you think that was the right choice? Well, the older ones would have... Uh, they've become older. So they've probably... They're more into teenage years. They'd probably be a bit off about it. Yeah. So we mean to be too involved, hormonal, emotional. Yep. When Neverland is about children, childhood. Yeah. No, not growing up. Yeah. So yeah, I think Fud is the better choice out of them. Mm-hmm. And he still has memories. Where do all these boss boys come from? I don't know. Do you know what? I don't know. Um, but you're right. It's just saying in a memory. I think because Fudd has a memory. Of the outside world. As we were saying before, I think that's what why he was chosen. Yeah. Um, he still has a connection to the, the human world. Well, yeah. Um, and you say, go home. I'm just, I'm, I know, I keep doing this to you. Yeah, means, but when he says, um, right, after he's given it to you, he, Peter Pan flies off. And the last thing he says... Thank you for believing in me. Mm. Just the way he says that as he fades off. I love that way. See, I'm getting goosebumps. You were saying that again. <laughs> See him. Yeah. Thank you for believing in me as he fades off. And the blue of the sky becomes the blue of the nursery where they're just about to land. Yeah, so yeah. Kids, um, the kids have forgotten their mother already as well. Even though the mother was the happy thought of the girl. Yeah. Uh, so they, they finally land yep. back in the nursery. Um, the mum realises that they're back again. Oddly. They, they called the police because their kids have been taken. What are they going to say? I don't know. Maybe they, they were hiding or something. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so they're home. Pan wakes up outside on the floor. He has a tick sound. Yeah. <laughs> but what makes me laugh is he... Um, oh, we didn't even mention the phone. So he throws his phone out the window. Yeah. His wife throws his phone out the window at the beginning. And then he hears the phone ringing. And I'm thinking, hey, if that was nowadays, that phone would not be, it would be dead <laughs> through snow and dirt and that, that ain't going to last. It was like a flip phone, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I really um, wanted one of those. Do you remember the, the, the phone in the Matrix? The kid, the yep. As a kid, when the first Matrix, 
I wanted one of them, yeah. I wanted so badly. It was so cool. It was like, now I'm thinking, you can't do anything on this. No. All it is is the clicking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... But yeah, nowadays the phone would have been dead 10 minutes after falling out the window. Yeah. It would have broken from the fall. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so then... So, so, he goes back to being Robin Williams again because it's the, the silliness when he goes, um, have you been holding online all that time? Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? It was like that. So I loved, I loved that bit. When he tries to get over the wall, I can fly. Yeah, and lands. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, I've got, I've, got, I've got to go. I'm climbing up a drain pipe. Why? Because all my magic dust has stopped working or something. Yeah. Well, because I don't have any more fairy dust. Otherwise, I'd fly. <laughs> Why? Like, yeah. So he's still partially in there. Yeah. So he climbs up. And then the bit that I love that goes so good is when Jack is standing at the window and he lets him in. He goes, what did I tell you about opening the, win- the, the windows? Never, keep never, them, never, no. never keep them closed or something. Yeah, and then it it looks like he's like Pan again, like Peter. Was it Panning or something? His name is Banning. But is it Banning? Yeah. Okay, so like he he's gone back to being Banning. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, always keep them close. Never keep them closed or whatever he is. And then always keep them open. Like is he becomes him again? And yeah. then the sun kind of. So how long do you think they were gone for? Was it just the night? Oh, we we know time passes differently in Neverland. Mm-hmm. Three days. I think how much time passes is subjective. I would, yeah. I mean, I guess when I watched it, I was like, oh, it was just the night because the mum's in the room. Yeah. And she's not worried about where the dad is because basically she kicked him out, really. Hadn't she? Yeah, yeah. Because they had a big argument. Yeah. So I would, I think it was just, it was just the night. It took one night for them to do that. Well, no, she didn't actually kick him out. They had an argument and he went upstairs. Yep. Yeah. So... You know, but that that was, I loved that bit when he, he kind of, and then he looks at uh, Wendy and then he says to her, guess a, what is it, a squidge? Um, a squatch? Squatch. Squatch. Yeah, so, and then they get a hug and then it kind of ends. Oh, no, he gives, oh, oh, he yeah, gives Toodles he gives, back his marbles. Yeah, so he gives Toodles back his marbles. <laughs> Toodles goes for a fly out the window all over Big Ben. So do you think, do you think Toodles goes to Neverland? I don't know, all the grown-ups in Neverland are pirates. But he's not grown up. He's a grown up, but he's not. No, grown he's, up. He's, his mind has never. I think. I think he suffered a major shock coming back to the human world. Yeah, I just love the when he gets his marbles. You found my marbles, <laughs> and after that, he seems more together. Yeah, yeah, he's with it again. Yeah, he's. I think marbles. Well, obviously, the shortcut for someone's sanity. Yeah, the way he needs something tangible to hold on to, but then he's laughing and shaking the fairy dust all over him, his head. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's happy thought. And yeah. There's this credits roll. He's flying across, cartwheeling across the sky. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it ends, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we kind of dissected it. It was a longer podcast than, than normal, but yeah. I feel like we had a lot to kind of discuss through it. Um, as you know, some podcasts are long, some go short. Um, you know, there's not like a... We try to keep it at a fairly decent, like, time length for you. Um, Probably my fault. I made too many notes and I went through most of them. That's fine. I'd rather do that than just talk about the film a bit, a bit and then that's <laughs> it. You know. Go off hundreds of different tangents all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was the uh, the breakdown and our review of Hook. Um, we need to give it a rating. But before we do that, again, there's a couple of ways that you can support the podcast. So if you listen to us on whatever platform you listen to us on, um, then 
if you can give us a, a leave a like or a thumbs up or five stars or whatever it is, then um, please go ahead and do that. Um, if you want to share our podcast across to someone else, tell your friend, tell someone else's friend um, that we're podcasted out in another episode of that. And obviously, please go ahead and do that. Um, if you want to support the page financially or podcast financially, then go over to um, either Spreadshirt or Redbubble, which is where our merchandises are. Um, on both sites, there are different things. Spreadshirts are our T-shirts. Redbubbles are cups and stickers and pillows and other bits and pieces that are really cool um, that have just come out. So if you want to buy any of them, please go ahead. Um, and again, if you make your own merchandise or anything like that or nerdy, cool stuff, go over to nerdclub.co.uk. Um, send them a message and see if you can get your stuff lined and linked up with them and they'll promote your page I think all you have to do is talk to them and they will probably do the rest for you um, so go and do that if you're into gaming then uh, go and say hello to James our friend uh, friend of the pod if you would like people gaming and stuff like that then go over to www.twitch.tv forward slash splash underscore back that's S-P-L-A-S-H underscore B-A-C-K uh, go and tell go and tell him the guys from the Asian side. I said hello, and I believe that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Yeah, all right. So ratings. I'll let you go first. Cause I always tend to go for you. Always go. You go first. I go eight. Oh wow. Mostly nostalgia. I've got to be honest. It's okay. a lot of nostalgia in there. Um. Is that it? Is that, cause I, feel, I feel like we kind of discussed a lot of reasons why. Yeah, we pretty much discussed every reason I have to yeah. like the film, and even some I've disliked. It. Yeah. Um, so there were a few things that confused me and a few bits that I didn't like, like there was, as we said, there were bits that were kind of got confused and stuff like that. I try to rate without nostalgia. Okay. Um, so I'll say, I'll say like a 7.5. I, I can't call it an eight when we've had other films that were great that were an eight. Um, I think my score probably might, might be similar, might be a bit lower without the nostalgia. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. With with nostalgia, it'd be eight, but I have to give it a seven point five. So I have to take away the nostalgic, um, like aspect. However, I've got a question for you. Do you think this is one of Robin Williams' best entertainment films? It's up there. Because. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I won't roll off a big list, but you got Mrs. Doubtfire, Biocentennial Man, Hook, um, uh, Jack. So there's like just the, those four or five, whatever I named, are big films. Yeah. You know, um, and that's without any others that he's been in, like, you know, like um, Good Will Hunting, like, which is an amazing film. Um, but do you think this is one of his best? It's up there. Yeah. It's not the highest, but it would make the top five, in my opinion. Okay. Is that top five entertainment films or top five Robin Williams films? Top five Robin Williams films. Okay. Um, but that's, that's yeah. I, I knew, you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Mate. Um, so I would say it's, I'd say top 10. I wouldn't okay. put it in top five. But um, I would like to do another Robin Williams film at some point because it's always great watching him because some reason, I know what it is, but you have certain actors that can bring a different type of magic to a film just by allowing them to be themselves. Yeah. And Jim Carrey's probably another one. Robin Williams is definitely up there. He's probably one of those people that, you know, like... Stick him uh, in any role. Yeah, and he'll he'll smash it. Um, there was... I may be wrong, um, but when they done Aladdin, like the, the 90s version... They of gave him a lot of free reign with that. Yeah, and I'm sure I read or heard somewhere that there's like 
30 hours of unused <laughs> material that Robin Williams done in voiceover acting. They could just use that as a movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, like, he just had, he had a magic on the screen that I don't think a lot of people can re, like, recreate, no. even now. Um, you know, and I feel like half of his magic was why most of his films were something. Like, especially in Hook, like, the idea of magic. Yeah. And I think he, he had his own type that made this more important. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, that's what I need to know because a lot, a lot of people go, oh, Robin Williams was great in this and this. And they list all these massive films that he'd done and sometimes they forget other films that he was great in. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, so I'd def- definitely love to go for another one. If you've got like a favourite Robin Williams film, hit us, let us know on the Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at WeAreAYU, Instagram as WeAreAsYourUntitled and Facebook as WeAreAsYourUntitled. Um, let us know your favourite. Um, if you've got a specific one you'd love us to watch, obviously let us know. Uh, tweet us and follow us and like us wherever you can. Love us if you have to. <laughs> love me! <laughs> um, yeah, but that's a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, cool. Any famous last words? Squatch. <laughs>